Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 568 for the week of January 9th, 2021. 2020's over. Everyone cheer. Um, it's only been one week, and we're already having chaos. Hey, there's always a little bit of spillover. Hello. Yes, I would like to unsubscribe from 2021. I've had my seven-day trial, and I do not wish to continue. Well, No, it, it's just December, what, 30... I can't even math. It is December twenty fourth, the thirty seventh. We're we're clearly stuck in Cthulhu saves Christmas. December seventeenth. Hi, I'm Anna Ray Privateer. I'm Chris Privateer. We have some other people here. They should have said their names. Well, you know, we didn't really prompt them for that. Well, yeah, we did. Hi, everybody. It's Kelly Ryan. Hi, Kelly. Uh, trying to stop herself from buying crazy cat lady minis and we are blaming that on jonathan stringer where are the cat katie mckinney i didn't see these links they're in the skype chat oh reaper minis they got a mini for everything uh hi jonathan stringer wait did i say your name already i can't remember hi josh hey there carpenter hey there i haven't found any minis i want to paint yet but that that may come sometime my hands shake too much to do that. I'll stick to cross-stitching. Well, so do Kelly's, but that's not stopping her. Well, yeah. Well, she is a crazy cat. Oh, and her name's Edna. Aww. Mm-hmm. Uh, J- Josh, don't start. It's a money pit already. <laughs> it isn't everything a money pit. Yeah. <laughs> I already have yeah. enough hobbies that cost an embarrassing amount of money, so maybe I'll just stick to video games. Oh, but Anna, you would love the uh, glasses that I got for painting minis. They magnify. Oh. I, I was originally inspired by people buying cross-stitch glasses. Yeah, I don't. I cross-stitch on 14 count, so I'm not super concerned about finding my holes. Yeah, that's going to be the podcast title, isn't it? I am really concerned about that out of context. I wasn't going there, but then I heard Josh laugh. So. And there's no, Jonathan Stringer. You. Hello, Jonathan Stringer. <laughs> I think I might have introduced him three times at this point. Right. So, you know. Jonathan Stringer, Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hey guys, jo- did you know that Jonathan Stringer's on the show this week? It's been now, a while since we've had RPG him. RPG cast, now with Jonathan Stringer. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, hey Jonathan, I'm not going to introduce you again. I'm just going to ask what you've been playing. Oh, I get to go first. Again. You do. So it's been so long. Um... I guess we'll get the cat out of the bag since everyone else played it. Played some Cyberpunk. Like a lot of people, I was really excited for this game. I love the Cyberpunk and that whole atmosphere in general world and everything. Um, Blade Runner is one of my favorite movies and all that. Yeah, Just like a lot of people, I, I, I was going to play it on PC. I have a 1080. It, it ran all right. It wasn't crisp. It wasn't bad. Definitely playable. I didn't have any great game-breaking bugs, but started playing through it. I was like, I'm really trying to get a 3080. I should probably wait till I get that to play it thin. It'll be a better Well, good experience. luck getting one of those. <laughs> oh, no. you, you, I'm even on discords that alert me. And I get there, and I get it in my cart, and then it goes away, and I'm so frustrated. I don't even get to put them in my cart before they go away. 
So you're doing better than I am. Got it in my cart three times now. Wow. That's that's killer. (laughs) Meanwhile, Josh over here has both a PS5 and an Xbox One. (laughs) So we're we're taking a road trip. He just keeps finding them on the side of the road. Like, oh, here's um, another Xbox. (laughs) Go figure. (laughs) He lost. He had to sacrifice two Dunkin' Donuts just Mm. to be able to get that kind of (laughs) The toll is that the has law been equivalent paid. of exchange? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trading one piece for a you know PS5 and an Xbox One X. There you go. <laughs> a lot of Dunkachinos to get that blast processing. That is some nerd <laughs> alchemy right there. Yeah. <laughs> Max ray tracing. Uh, so yeah, I'm, well, speaking of those, I'm probably not going to get an Xbox. I will get a PS5. If one kind of like I just happen to find if it, just shows up on your doorstep. All right, yeah. cool. So if it shows up as being available <laughs> online, I'm not really seeking one out. Really, They're definitely not going to pay over MSRP for one. Um, but then but you're I, not I mean, part of the whole fun. Come on, <laughs> everyone's getting ripped off. Let's let's join in. Let's see what we can get them for on eBay Wee. right now. Oh yeah, I would pay a little bit over MSRP for a thirty. Right, how much over? I would. Someone is going to send you a message going, I'll get you one at that right. MSRP of a 38 is what, 1000 No, more? like 7800 ish For 38 oh, okay, so it's like 700 All right, so how much more? 7, so how much I would pay, pay? 8 to 900 8 to 9 model. All right, so 900 We don't need No, the lowest are going online is like twelve hundred dollars I think. Ooh. I saw the six the 6800 XT I want. Someone was trying to sell it for $1,600. Canadian? U.S. It's a $650 (laughs) card. Oh, good God. (laughs) They're trying to make almost a $1,000 profit. (laughs) Well, I did see one dude has 75 of them, and he's using it as a Bitcoining, uh, Bitcoin mining machine, and it's pretty impressive. What the hell? I hope for the 3080s, right? Yeah, he has 75 3080s and a bunch of other cards. So he got them all. Good. <laughs> he got the whole he stock. Spent about a hundred grand in video cards, but supposedly that mining rig gives him about twenty thousand dollars a month. Yeah, for, for like two months before it starts going. But we'll see. Yeah, maybe he's he's making the money, and then you can have these really worn out cards. You buy them third, second hand from him. It'll be great. Yeah, that thing's been maxed out. Uh, so. I guess that kind of the Bitcoin mining kind of that's kind of cyberpunk. I'm surprised that that's back. Yeah, it's actually got more cyberpunk elements than cyberpunk itself. Oh snap! <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> so, admittedly, or to the games, uh, to be fair, I've only played it like a few hours, three hours maybe into it. And Jonathan's got, got Keanu Reeves in it. Isn't that cool? It's got Keanu. I've heard that he's a delight in that game, though. I mean. But I, I've heard he's like the only good part of that game. Yeah, <laughs> I've been enjoying him. Uh, yeah, so like you and Chris are both in still the the. I'm prologue still. Fiction. I'm early prologue still. So you haven't seen the credits yet. Yeah, I haven't the, seen uh, the title card. Yet. Yeah. I've done a few missions. I've driven around. It feels like it doesn't feel like anything. I guess the the hype and the promise is is making it have to live up to more than it is the, i really hadn't had any bugs it's just it's nothing that hasn't been done before yeah and it's in some ways it's, it's kind of boring um uh, I, yeah I, like i thought that the the first few hours were like it's not bad but it's muddled 
Um, and, and like it picks up more the further you get on, like the, the characters start to grow on you more. And some of the side characters that show up later in the game are really good and well fleshed out. But yeah, the beginning is just kind of like a muddled mess at times. Um, I, I like I start I, I started with the uh, corporate route. Um, there, there's like the three different backstories you can do. And like it, it's kind of interesting in that it does try to give you like a little bit, at least on the corporate route, it gives you like 30 minutes, 45 minutes of like playing through the beginning of it. And then it's OK, this is over. Now we're going to do a flash forward, you know, do a little montage and flash forward a year. And then you're actually kind of starting to really play the game. It's a yeah, training that, that kind of montage. Sorry. <laughs> it reminded me of like a music video or something. Mm hmm. Like a prodigy music video. I, I do appreciate that they they did a lot better job in this one, like incorporate at least incorporating that your backstory because the further you go in the game, like that, you you keep getting those dialogue choices to um, basically whatever it. And I think it it's done a good job of um, when it feels relevant. Like the, that your corporate, back, you know, that as a, a person who worked for the corporation, you'd have insights about what the corporation is doing here. Like it gives you those sort of like dialogue prompts. So it feels a little bit, it's kind of an interesting way to incorporate that into the game as you play along. And there are even some missions where you have like alternative paths of doing the mission depending upon your backstory. So, like, you'll recognize, like, different ways of doing a mission, you know, as a person with a corporate background that the person with a nomad or the uh, street rat background wouldn't wouldn't catch on to. Yeah, I picked nomad. Oh, cool. It was, it was, uh, you start outside the city, actually, and you're driving around. It's it's all right. It's pretty cool, um, that that aspect of it. And it feels like, yeah, your, your path you picked at the beginning has an impact later. I've seen some of it already, just in the, the the short bit I've played. But um, like I said, I think I'll try to jump back into it when more patches are out for it. I get a thirty eighty. I could run it a lot smoother. I'll get the the more full, better experience. So I kind of see what what it somewhat has to offer now. I didn't hate it. It's not as good as uh, I didn't get sucked in like I thought I would either, though. Yeah, I've gotten about twenty uh, twenty five hours into it. So. How does this person sleep in their bed? Oh I, gosh, that yeah. I like, what, I just I'm sitting here on the stream. I I just booted it up and like I put him to sleep, and he just slept like half off the bed. I don't understand <laughs> it. Oh, people have done diagrams on Reddit of how <laughs> yeah. they think he sleeps. <laughs> It is for all the money that went into this game and the facial animation, which is really impressive. And then they have this where he climb, he, like you're going to sleep and you climb into bed, and he only kind of climbs in where only the f first half of his body is in the bed. The second half of his, you know, his legs are lying off, and he's lying across the bed, not on the pillows. It makes absolutely no sense. I mean, that's how I sleep, guys. Don't judge. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta get in a weird position to get comfortable. It well, just happens. Like when you when you wake up, you can see his legs are just hanging off the bed. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's just not that was like a conscious decision to have him animate him to sleep that way. Yeah, that was weird. I also just noticed that you have a Witcher T-shirt. Was that like a yeah, pre-order bonus? Uh, it's some sort of bonus for buying it on GOG or something. I don't know. Ah. Uh -huh. 
I, I I've been playing it on the 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 Xbox version on the Series X. Um, the first like 10, 15 hours, I had n- almost no bugs whatsoever. And then I was talking to you guys about like really not experiencing any. And then I started running into bugs, of course, <laughs> like of course. right while I was talking to you, you know, it crashed on me a couple times. And um, kind of the worst one I had was I started a mission. I got, you know, like went through all the dialogue segments. Then you get to kind of the place where the mission takes place and you're supposed to be sneaking around and, um, uh, you know, like killing people. And I couldn't do anything. It wouldn't let me pull my gun out. It wouldn't let me. I could sneak up behind people, but then it wouldn't let me do like the uh, stealth kills. And apparently, like in some missions, there's like a bug where like you will miss someone's dialogue. It won't load. And then it just keeps you in because when you go into these areas where you're like doing the mission, like it, it prevents you from pulling out your gun so you don't kill someone you need to talk to. But uh, there's a bug in some of the missions where if you don't, if, if a certain pit of dialogue isn't triggered like it should be, it just leaves you in the, oh, you're in the safe zone, don't pull out your guns. But then it, do- it continues that even when the mission continues. <laughs> so, you can't, so you can't do the mission. You have to just find a save file back from before the mission started and start over and hope you don't hit the bug again. <laughs> cool. That was fun. But but so the I game here, uh, your oh. Xbox Series One or I don't even know what they're called now. It's the that's like the best way to play it unless you have a really high end PC. Yeah, well, I, I it, it has run quite well on the Series X. Like you know, load times are non-existent, bugs have been mostly minimal. Still doesn't help the driving being any better. The driving is just terrible, and for a game where you have to do quite a bit of driving, um, if if you're picking up the game. As soon as you get access to uh, the, the the motorcycles, swap and start using the motorcycles because at least they're better. They're not as bad as <laughs> driving around a car in that game. It's like it's like it's like you're uh, on the back of a greased pig and you're just yeah. trying to hang on to the front of it and try and just point it sort of in the right direction as it goes sliding around all over the place. Definitely feels oh. like it oversteers. Oh yes, terribly. Hearing you gripe about the driving in this game while we've been discording during the winter break has been endless hilarity. Well, the other problem with it is, is that, you know, Night City is gigantic and it's densely packed. There's tons of stuff. There's tons of people. There's tons of things going on. And like even after 20 something hours, I still don't really have a sense of like the uh, of the overall uh, road grid. So I'm having to watch the mini map. There is nothing that's on, even though, you know, like you have cybernetic implants, there's no reason that they couldn't have it in the game where they just draw a line on the road like, hey, you need to go this, follow the line on the road. They do that in plenty of other points in the game, but they don't do it while you're driving. So you have to kind of constantly be looking up in the corner where the mini map is, where it's actually showing you which route to take. And so you're constantly like staring at the mini map and then driving into, you know, rear ending someone. And, you know, I'm always riding on a bike. and then I go flying, you know, 70 feet through the air, you know, landing God knows where. No, that's normal for motorcycling. That's that's how that works, actually. Um, I mean, he's not just... entirely wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still enjoying the game, but it, do, it definitely does feel like a I'm game stuck. that could have used another six to nine months. And... I'm stuck. How do I move? You're stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck on nothing. I can't move. Why can't I move? 
W A S D. Why is this game not working? Why Cyberpunk no crawl? What? What did I do? Oh, now I can move again. All right, we're good. We're all fine here. We're fine here. <laughs> this game is so buggy. We're fine here. It's fine now. I am playing Cyberpunk 2077. So, okay. Over Christmas, I, I got a new Mac. All right? And before you it's one of the new ARM-based Macs. It's the cool new M1 Apple Silicon thing. Whatever. Great. I didn't buy it for gaming or anything, um, but I do realize that it's got the best GPU of any Mac I've ever owned, which is a real sad statement, but whatever. And I'm like, all right, I, this thing can't run Cyberpunk, and Cyberpunk's doing all the ray tracing stuff, and obviously I can't do that. So I'm like, well, what could I do? Well, um, I could stream it all over Steam from my big PC to play my Mac in the living room, or I can run a cable to a monitor in the living room just playing my PC. The, sorry, the, the motivation is I wanted to play while sitting next to Anna while we watch like Games Done Quick or something on the TV. <clears throat> so I'm like, what are my options? Do I play it on the Mac? Ha ha, can't do that. Uh, do I play it through uh, a cloud streaming service or Steam streaming or just via a long cable? So I'm like, all right, uh, what are people doing? Okay, sounds like GeForce Now would let me be able to try out all the cool ray tracing effects uh, because they're, you know, they do GeForce cards that do all the ray tracing. Um, there's obviously no way I can go buy a 3000 series card. Um, I don't own a card that can do ray tracing and that would let me see cyberpunk with all the cool effects on. And I'd be able to play it on my Mac in the living room because it's just streaming video. Okay. So I say, all right, so how much is, is GeForce now? It's like $5 a month, and then you, you buy the game yourself. You, you don't buy games through the service. It's not a subscription service. It, you're just buying the right to play games on their cloud servers. All right, cool. I can handle that. So I sign up for GeForce now, and I put it on my Mac, and then I go and buy um, Cyberpunk after researching which version of Cyberpunk do I buy, and that's all unclear. Do I buy it on Steam or Epic or GOG, and it sounds like it doesn't matter, but sometimes the versions aren't up to date on all... Okay, whatever, fine. What a hassle, but not a big deal. I buy it on GOG because they made the game, so that's probably the best place to buy it. So, cool. Um, and even the Cyberpunk website for GOG is like, Hey, if you buy it here, 100% of the profits go to the people who developed the game. Just hint, hint. I'm like, wow, shameless. Okay, cool. Um, well, they're not wrong, so whatever. So I'm about on Gog. Boot up GeForce now on my Mac, and there we go. And I don't know if you can see it while I'm streaming here, but it's actually a very similar experience to what I had on my Macs, where everything looks like a super pixelated game mess. And it's like, well, this thing's running somewhat smoothly, but everything looks low resolution and odd and stretched and crazy. And it took me a while to realize why. And I did a lot of troubleshooting. Well, it turns out GeForce Now maxes out a, res a resolution of 1600 by 1200. The Macintosh um, computers, the MacBook Pro that I bought, uh, has a native resolution of 2560 by 1600. Um, that is a 16 by 10 resolution, uh, but so is 1600 by 1200. So the resol the aspect ratio was fine, but there was just not enough pixels. Well, actually, not only that, the aspect ratio was fine when I set it to that, but it defaulted to 1920 by 1080, which is a 16 by 9 being stretched to a 16 by 10. That doesn't work, and that looks like garbage. So we. Long story short, no matter what setting of this 
freaking game I put on the GeForce Now on my Mac, it looks low-res and pixelated and icky. Just icky. It doesn't... I could turn on all the ray tracing effects as I want. It looks icky and it looks scuzzy. And the text on the screen looks weird and icky and makes my eyes, my eyes were straining after playing it for an hour. And I'm like, what is this garbage? Why does it look so wrong? Let's go try it on my PC. I've made a mistake, apparently, if I want to be in a game streaming environment because the, the, my main monitor in my PC is uh is a, a twenty uh whatever it is uh twenty five sixty fourteen forty p yeah it's a fourteen forty p monitor guess what doesn't go up to fourteen forty p GeForce Now <laughs> but that's a sixteen by nine re- uh, resolution so it's like it should scale okay from ten eight no it looks like garbage no matter what I choose I go sixty frames a second I go thirty frames a second I go thirty frames per second at low low settings high settings ray trace on the settings psychoacoustic settings all the settings I've tried all the settings it looks awful on my main monitor I switched my main monitor output to my ten eighty p monitor it looks smooth and perfect. <laughs> What? <laughs> so GeForce now only works and looks okay on a 1080p monitor. That's my conclusion. <laughs> I don't want to play it on my 1080p monitor because the, on my 1080p monitor, no matter what I choose, VSync on GeForce now, VSync in Cyberpunk, no matter what, I get screen tearing. Do you know what my 1440p monitor has? Variable refresh rate technology. It's it's a G-Sync, FreeSync, all the syncs. It has all the syncs, all the kids, the kits and syncs. It's got all the syncs. I get the free syncs, and and they're free. And it it there's no screen tearing whatsoever. It looks buttery smooth, no matter if the resolu- if the frame rate's two frames a second or six hundred frames a second. On my 1080p, locked at 30. I've got the Mac set to 30, the Min set to 30, the VSync turned on, the VSync for the GeForce Now turned on. Screen tearing, no matter what. Period. End of story. Can't get rid of it. So I either look smooth and I don't have the icky text and the icky backgrounds and the icky everything, or I, I, I get the screen tearing whenever I move the screen around, which, by the way, is slightly laggy because it's cloud gaming. So I say to you, Cyberpunk, screw you. You don't work on cloud gaming unless you have a 1080p laptop, and it's the only way to good good graphics out of it. Because you know what else my my gaming PC has? A pretty decent video card. It's got a 5700 XT, so I'm just playing it without ray tracing. Um, and it looks wonderful on my 1440p monitor. And the frame rate and stuff looks amazing compared to the cloud, where it all looked like garbage no matter what, or screen tearing mess no matter what. And if I just play it on GOG without the ray tracing on my 5700 XT, it looks great. Don't do cloud streaming, ladies and gentlemen, unless you have a 1080p stream. That's my that's my recommendation to you. These things are not set up, no matter what settings you choose, to work unless you're on a 1080p screen with variable refresh rate built in, because otherwise you're going to get screen tearing. 1080p. I thought it was going to be so cool. Because, you know, I went to the GeForce Now Reddit. They have memes like, my friend, oh, I, I can play um, Cyberpunk on Medium on my $2,000 PC. And then someone like, I spent $5 on GeForce Now and I can play on Ultra. I'm like, I'm going to be one of those people. And I'm going to say I'm playing it on my Mac at, like, Ultra screen settings with Ray Trace. No, I'm not. The cloud sucks. That's well, my that's story for you. <laughs> You're kind of getting into why for games on consoles. Uh, all that said, like when I was actually playing it just on 1080p and just turning off my caring about the the 
the rate uh the screen tearing it was playing pretty well like so if you do have like a potato pc and a 1080p screen and you want to play cyberpunk that's a good way to do it for five bucks extra to just play it on the g4 servers what i don't know is how good it looks on stadia um you could play on console kelly but let's be clear I don't think we've covered all the news stories. Maybe we covered it before break. Don't play it on an old console. No, I know. No, I, I've I listened to podcasts. I know the old consoles. It's awful. If you're in the stream chat right now, I am running it on GeForce now. I don't know because you're seeing it squeezed back down to 1080p and shot up to Twitch and recompressed. I don't know how terrible it looks for you, but it looks awful to me. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm sorry. Anyone else enjoying Cyberpunk? So, I think that's the three of us, right? <laughs> <laughs> that sums it up. <laughs> what else you been playing, John? I'm really complaining about cloud streaming. Probably. Oh, oops. I just got. I just attacked an innocent person accidentally. I'm gonna go. Get, that's not good. Oops. You're dead too. All right, I'm just going to murder some people. For it's one of the things. I think they've turned that down in the patches. I, I heard a lot of people complaining about the police coming after you for, like, violating just well, the laws. Well, I did around. hit them in the face with a sword. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, that, think, that I don't think it's accidental. Here, <laughs> let's kill this cop. All right, you're good. Oh, you police officer? Yeah, let's kill you. All right, yeah, you're good. All right, cool. Anyway, what else you play, Jonathan? I'm just going to commit sure. massive... Violence for some acts. reason, I got the urge, and I don't remember what it was, but I booted up the Red Alert remaster and like went through the campaigns. And this is a game that I used to play. My grandfather used to love it. I remember playing in the mid '90s with some friends, and this was like when PC gaming was new to me. On my grandfather's old work laptop, he'd bring home and let me install games on. And so, kind of going back there is like a walk through. Uh, uh, history or childhood again. So that was a lot of fun, and it still plays pretty well. They really did the remaster justice, and it looks good. It plays smooth. It's it's they they, uh, they did a really good job there. So I mean, it's an old game. Not going to talk too much about that. And then I realized, you know, I played a ton of Red Alert One and Two. I had gotten I had bought Red Alert Three when it came out, and I was like, I've never really played much of it. So I installed it again and played some of that, and it's like, I mean, it's not bad. It just doesn't feel like Red Alert. Like everything's like kind of weird, goofy type of tanks and units. They had to like try to be try to instead of just having like tanks and soldiers, they had to make everything kind of edgy and cool. And this is like a tank that can go on water and this, and it's like nothing. I mean, like I said, it's more sci-fi feeling and it's not bad at all and, and the 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 amount of actors they have in it that are like well-known names all through all, you know all the different campaigns and the the cheesy acting they do it's it's really entertaining just for that so i, I was sunk in a few hours into that stroll down memory lanes there um the game i've really been playing a lot lately is hades and it's awesome <laughs> It's uh, a lot better than, you know, I, I've heard a lot of hype. The Steam reviews are like 98% or something ridiculous. Some friends tell me, I think we even talked about it on here maybe, but uh, I, I played, played it. it right? I've played some Hades, yeah, I'm just not good at it. I played a little bit of it when I bought it on sale. I 
didn't get too into it, though I was kind of saving it for uh, kind of a lull in between games. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those. Yeah, it's kind of pick up and play ish. If you if you're doing a run though, you know, depending on how far you're getting, it can take between thirty to forty five minutes of run, or maybe a little longer. So, um, but I, I just all the little touches they do, like when you die and you come back, and you're kind of like complaining about who you just died to, and then everything's so interactive. So it kind of you get that kind of immersion. The dialogue's pretty funny and, and cool. The graphics look really nice. The portraits. It's just an overall really well-done game. A lot of polish. Uh, the combat feels responsive and good. It's really satisfying when you get some some cool boons that mix together really well, and you just go around and just destroying things, and you feel invincible. Um, I can't. I guess it's maybe the last boss before you get out, but I, I've gone up against him a few times that I can't win, or I haven't been able to beat him yet. Them yet. Um, I've gotten, uh, I've been able to kill the Furies now after on Tartarus on the first try or first life. No, you know, uh, death defiance or anything. Pretty regularly without an issue. The Hydra, for the most part, I can get without. Uh, every now and then I'll die when he does a second call-up of the little worms, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's always like, okay, what am I going to get this time, you know, going back in? So I've got that roguelike draw that's kind of pulling me in, and I've, I've, ha- I've been having a blast. So I definitely, if you like any kind of those type of games, this is uh, one of the best I've played in that kind of genre. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in. I picked it up. I haven't gotten around to playing it yet, but I'm interested in it because it sounds like it has some features in it for people that don't even necessarily, you know, like roguelikes usually because it has those features that you can turn on where some of your progress can carry over each time you do the run, so that uh-huh. you're not, so that you're all, you know, if you want to turn on that mode, you can kind of make progress every single time, and you're not just starting from scratch. Yeah, that's what turned me on to the game, too, because I bailed on Enter the Gungeon hard when I realized that you just had a brick wall and you just can't get over it. Yeah, my my wall is that third big boss guy or team. I don't want to spoil too much, but it's uh, I've hit them twice. I it, Very rarely now do I just die on non-bosses. So, but I mean, it's kind of for people maybe who like Diablo, the isometric style of gameplay. It's not too dissimilar than that. It's a little more actiony. I saw I kind of sold it to my wife, and then and then if you like a roguelike, and it's not too punishing, and and like I said, the combat is like satisfying to me, especially Mm -hmm. when you get some certain combinations. I had this one earlier where I had Hermes. I think it was it was no not Hermes. It was the Artemis tracer rounds. So every time I hit something, little heat-seeking missiles came flying out as well, and I was just destroying things. Um, but and I think I like the spear the most as my favorite weapon. But I just got—I was just able to start upgrading my my weapons too. So it's uh, when you think you've unlocked things, you're like, oh wow, there's all this extra to unlock and do. So it, it definitely has a lot of depth, even though it feels like it's just, you're doing the same thing over again. It's always something different. Always something that kind of makes it feel a little fresh. But besides, like, other games like Battletech, Rogue Tech, and 
my Madden leagues and such that I play on, a, in my TTS leagues I play on a regular basis, which I don't bring up each time. Uh, those are the new games I've been digging into. Play Hades, it's fun. I need to, I know. Mm-hmm. It's on my to play list. Who's next? I bought it in my honkin' huge. I buy too many games at once over the holidays. On, on Switch? <laughs> I did too. On your giant Switch list? Hey, I've gotten like 10 games off the list so far. You got, you got stuff off your list that you've been playing, right? Yeah, so um, since the last podcast, I picked up and played Mercenaries Blaze Dawn of the Twin Dragons. So, so how is this edition of the Mercenaries game? It's fine. I mean, it's... No, it's Rideon, who works with Chemco a lot. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's fine. There's nothing new here. And they they do a really bad job of addressing a really serious subject. It's fine. It's not going to blow you away. It's not terrible. It's inexpensive. If you like TRPGs, play it. If you don't, don't. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it, it's it's tactics. And what it does well in terms of combat, it does really well. But it, yeah, there is no uh, reinvention of the wheel here. Yeah, it's it's uh, TRPG comfort food. It's, yes, it's, it, it's not going to blow you away in terms of story. Probably not going to. It's not doing anything like radically new in terms of the combat, but the combat is very competently executed so that it's it's satisfying to play if you like that kind of combat. It's cheese it popcorn compared to the first two. Better or three, whatever. First three, first four, four. Yeah, yeah. So there was three Mercenaries <laughs> Saga games, and then this is the second Mercenaries Blaze game. Yeah, but these are a lot shorter. And honestly, you could pretty easily skip, well, any game. Yeah. They're all self-contained. The first three have, like, right, a thread that goes through them. just skip a game, I'm wondering, well, are these games any good then? Why would I want to skip them? Because they're all very samey. <laughs> then I don't need to put- You're not playing for the story or the dialogue. So just play yeah. the most recent? Yeah. Okay. Chris, yeah, you're not getting picked up on your microphone. Ones. And it felt like, hey, these are good. And I'm just, I actually went back and kept playing them to beat them. But then I was also at the same time thinking, why am I playing this over all the other better strategy RPGs I have, yet I'm still playing it? It's uh, because it's not it's, that bad, I it's, guess. I'm telling you, it's cheese popcorn. It's good. Uh-huh. You'll eat a handful. Eventually, it'll get gross, and you're not going to want to eat it anymore. But, but a month later, you're going to be like, popcorn? I miss cheese popcorn. I who's who's the caramel popcorn of strategy RPGs? Uh, I, I uh, would say Disgaea, but you would disagree with me on that. Hmm. See, I, I was going to hmm. compare it to like McDonald's, where you know, Mercenaries is your McDonald's, which can be gross, but still be can be kind of tasty when it wants yeah. to be. Disgaea is Disgaea is the sardine popcorn of of sardines. Oh, all right, I was stale popcorn that just goes on forever and you have an endless amount of it. <laughs> but no. at least you've got popcorn, you know. Well, so it's yeah, it's stale and it goes like on that. forever. But man, you got it. It was fresh when you started. It's just that was three months ago. <laughs> all right, 
And then since I was kind of on a TRPG kick and I needed to stream something, I decided to start Phil Seal Arbiter's Mark, which um, my friend Vale has been on me to play for like all of 2019. Is this the caramel popcorn of strategy RPGs? No, because caramel popcorn is yummy, but it is so sweet you get sick of it very quickly. Oh, I think... I think we have a fundamental disagreement about caramel popcorn. This, this is butter popcorn. It's good. You could eat it for forever. This is better than Mercenary Sagas, though. Yes. Even I can recognize that, so you yes. can't call it the same as you called butter- Mercenary Sagas. Mercenary Saga is cheap butter- cheddar Butternary popcorn. Saga. Oh, I see. All right. It's good. Eventually you get sick of it, because, well, it's fine. Remember, I went through and played this one. I guess it was probably right after it released. Yeah, it's good. It is pretty good. Um, I'm having a lot of fun. Most of the people in my party are named after RP Gamer staffers or people that come to the stream on a regular basis. So Vale is in there and Sarah has a character, although he kind of watches with Vale. So, um, and then I have JC Servant and, um, Tam and, uh, Nyx. And I, I think my favorite part is Tam is, is a monster. He's my he's my doggo tank. He's a good he's a solid boy. No cat tank named Kelly, huh? No, I haven't found any cats yet. But I will put you in next. I just unlocked werewolves and princesses. Oh, you you can make me a werewolf. I <laughs> I I flex with that. <laughs> So, yeah, I need to have more female combat-oriented characters because the two female characters that I have right now are both um, magic casters, so I have myself and Nyx. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm having a ton of fun with it. I stream weekday mornings from about 9 a.m. Eastern to about 11 a.m. Eastern, so come, come join Come see. It's fun. The art's pretty. It took me a little bit to get used to it, but now I like it. And there's like a good combination of like uh, current classes and and subclass abilities that you can do that are really fun that interact with each other. Um, And status effects like are a big deal. They are absolutely integral to gameplay. Also, the game is hard. (laughs) Even on easy, the game is hard. Well, that's right. This is one where Chris and I had a discussion about the the we grew we like I like the portraits and the and uh, everything that was drawn, but I didn't really care for the sprites too much. Yeah, I think I he's think the, the other way. Look nice. Was it? I like the portraits. Yeah. the The backgrounds in the levels are so cool. There's all sorts of just yes. stuff going on. And there's like birds that will fly through, and there's squirrels that are running up and down, and there's griffins everywhere. <laughs> Itty bitty baby griffies, they're so adorable. I just didn't care much for the sprites. They, they, maybe they grew on me a little, or I got used to them. But it's like, I don't know, something just felt weird about them. I have everybody dressed up in costumes, so the sprites look the way that I want them to look. <laughs> Are you like me and pick the most ridiculous costumes you can? Not ridiculous, no. But I I deck everybody out in, in their own style. Um, and since I've been mostly playing TRPGs on stream, I also um, played Gorogoa, which is a puzzle game that 
involves sliding scenery around. I don't have a better way of describing it. My my only complaint about that game is that there's no in-game hint system. So there were a couple times that I got like completely stuck. I had no idea what to do next. So I ended up having to look up a, a video guide online. Thinking that I ended up having to do that for three different spots in the game. I'm just, I'm over puzzle games that don't give you a good way to advance inside the game. I get it. I'm supposed to work for it. But also, throw me a bone. We all know we're going to go to the internet when we get stuck. It's inevitable. Yeah. That's all that I've been playing. Would you like to hear about the game that I'm probably going to mail to you at some point? Yes, please. So I I got a bunch (coughs) of games for Christmas, actually. Um, I got CrossCode, Minecraft Dungeons, uh, Blanking on Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, and something else that I'm... Oh, no, and uh, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, the one that I actually played because it was kind of hard to pick. And it's like, you know, I'm really in the mood for a kind of a chill farming RPG. And <laughs> what's funny is that my husband kind of cringed when he heard Pascal saying that he wasn't into it and was going to put the, my Christmas present from Pascal, but then he said that I would have figured it out immediately. So um, I ended up picking that one first just because it looked interesting. And yeah, it, it Pascal was right. It pretty much is like the game that is right up my alley. Um can kind of see why he got frustrated about it because at the very beginning of the game you're kind of supposed to do really bad but well, well, let me back up for a second so you're playing as sakuna who is the spoiled um princess kind of god princess that ends up burning up a bunch of rice and gets punished by having to learn how to grow rice to re re um, invigorate this island and take care of, of a bunch of humans and you go through that first year and of course your first yield is terrible because you barely have any tools or anything and you kind of don't even know how to do it and in that first after that first year sakuna kind of like pitches a ginormous fit and says screw you guys i'm out of here and then tries to escape the island and then can't and then that's when kind of you go through, end up going through the game and actually learning how to grow rice better. And um, oh, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but at the same time, you kind of got to get ready for it, or otherwise it could ruin your experience. You you start doing really well, and then you progress through the story, and there's a story point where they trash your entire farm and take all of your powers away, so you're doing bad again. Huh. That's a a choice. Yeah. And it can kind of take a little while to get all of your powers back. Which, I actually had to go to the internet to figure out how to get all my powers back because it's like, I am sucking right now. Why am I sucking? Oh, it's because I've got to go pick them up from all these different areas and then there's like a couple of bosses that you got to finish um luckily during that part of the game you can kind of compensate either by equipping stuff that'll that'll compensate or um eating good food that'll kind of compensate so that you can get by but 
I, I don't know. I feel like people kind of need to be warned about that section of the game because, yeah, you think the game ends and then it doesn't. But at the same time, the entirety of the game is about character growth and kind of overcoming hardship and stuff like that. And the character interactions are really adorable. Um, it's really awesome seeing Sakuna grow as a person. And these people kind of become, that she's taking care of, kind of become her found family. And the rice or the rice growing is, gets really fun because as you go through the game, you get better and better tools to grow more and more rice. And that's pretty much your currency. Well, it affects your stats. Like each year you kind of level up your rice growing abilities, which in turn goes uh ties directly into your stats and then um eventually you can trade with the capital bags of rice to get um ingredients for better food and for um, making better tools and your tools also let you attack things um the combat is pretty cool too but the um one thing i was having issue with the combat was that sometimes it gets a little overwhelming because there's just dozens of enemies on the screen and trying to hit all of them at once can be kind of a nightmare but once you get the hang of the combat then it's so satisfying especially since you're you know throwing things into things to do massive damage and overall i just i found the game really fun and enjoyable even despite some of the slow bits yeah, I had heard that it was really in depth on the rice growing aspect. Mm-hmm. Like it goes into the wheat. Well, not 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 intending a joke, but like it gets into the weeds on rice growing. So, oh, and that's the other thing. If you don't want to deal with the uh, intricacies of it, then you can change the combat to low and the rice growing aspect to low. Hmm. So all you got to worry about is really just you know growing the rice and you know making your field tilled okay and that kind of stuff you don't have to worry about the in, the nitty-gritty things like the diseases and oh, um, stuff like that throw in a bunch of stuff in the fertilizer and your soil will be good and you'll get good yields well that's cool that they they actually give you have thought that through and give you different ways to play it yeah, and even with the combat on low difficulty, some of it gets pretty hard, especially when you're um, farming ingredients at night, because um, at nighttime the monsters get a lot stronger, but they also drop better ingredients and better stuff for crafting. So you kind of got to balance it out. And um, there's a, like each stage also has a mission that you have to complete to um, increase your exploration level because that ties into the story and ties into unlocking new areas. So sometimes the missions will be defeat 30 monsters at night or defeat this boss at night. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a fun little game. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, and um, especially the character growth in it. Well, that, that it's it's a game that sounds like boy, if you if you're into that farming sim type thing, that it it will hit the spot for those oh. sort of people. Oh, from maybe I, not not a good introductory one for people who aren't already into the that mm-hmm. genre. Yeah, although but, it uh, seems to have sold really well for the developers, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, I'm really glad that it's been doing well. And um, Vaughn bought me the collector's edition, so it came with the soundtrack and the little art book and stuff, which is really cool. Uh, yeah, I I I blew through this game 
I, I mean, I started playing it at Christmas time, and I finished it like last week, or no, I'm sorry, a couple of days ago. Um, if okay, I do have another complaint about it, and that's that I had a really hard time see it, reading the font on my TV. A very, it's a very weird font, and I'm kind of annoyed with that font choice. Yeah, that's a shame. Oh, is it the like the stylized kind of? Yeah, yeah, and and areas where, like particularly in the ending where they were showing it, like just it was black text with a white background, and they didn't have a background on it, so I could barely see it mm. on the TV. So it's it's very weird that kind of choice, but um, Anna won't have a problem with it because she's probably going to play it in handheld mode. There, there are so many of these games where there there are those kind of issues, and I notice it all the more now. Older I get, and especially with a, like a 4K TV where everything is naturally a little bit smaller, and you just kind of wonder, like, okay, did anyone actually play this on a TV? Or were they playing this on a computer monitor a foot from their face? And, yeah. you know... Sure, that tiny text is readable when it's a foot from your face. It's not as readable when it's eight or ten feet away. Yeah, that is one thing that bothers me about accessibility options is that we still haven't figured out a way to change fonts in video games. And I don't know if that's just hard to implement or what. It, it I know it is, or, or you can still have like issues. Oh, geez, that reminds me of another little gripe about cyberpunk like it does have an option in the settings for like changing the font size but it only applies to uh the text of the people who are talking so dialogue it doesn't change anything in the menus so a lot of the menus are very obviously done for pc you know uh, oriented toward pc and so you know like trying to deal with them on a tv is just like oh my gosh the description of this you know perk is tiny i can just barely you know i can barely read it like the you in fairness like yeah you can modify the the text dialogue in the game but like doesn't do me any good for weeding through the menus in between that that kind of stuff and to give you an idea of how bad the font is i'm watching chris do the trailer on the stream right now and the monitor is uh, like literally about two feet from my face and i'm still having trouble seeing it yeah I don't know. Maybe maybe I need to go get my eyes checked. I did, I do know that my glasses are kind of out of date, and I didn't get a chance to go last year to get uh, eye appointment because well, COVID. Yeah, need to get your head examined, Kelly. Well, just the, just the eye part. Uh, yeah, just the eye just part. The eye. I I, oh. I really want to look into LASIK so that I don't need Coke bottle lenses. That maybe I just need glasses for oh. driving. Coke bottle lenses, you get to be the um, uh, professor. Oh, wait, no, sorry, we don't like Harry Potter anymore. Never mind. Nope, nope, never mind. It's fine. Nope. Um, and then the other thing that I played a lot of that I entirely blame Chris for. Yep. He, Chris, for yep. Christmas, uh, gifted me a copy of House Flipper on yep. Steam. I did that. Because he said that he said, "Well, I've been going on about how I like Viscera cleanup detail because it's really relaxing." And he's like, "Well, here you go. Here's Viscera cleanup detail, but without all the blood." And I p- p- opened it up, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is extremely satisfying. <laughs> Just going through this house and cleaning it up, and painting walls, and uh, laying tile, and..." The music is super relaxing, and I just got really and I was trying to do all the missions first before I started flipping houses. Um, 
I, I love that they that they have a story mode in this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just kind of go through and do all the missions. And then I, I, I like how I, much you can clean with a broom in this game. That's what I like. <laughs> well, I upgraded to a mop. Ooh. But I, um, I also had to buy the gardening DLC because it was bothering me that the lawn outside my house was a nightmare, and that that becomes a trip, especially when you know you're mowing lawns in video game form. Um, I don't know if you remember the Simpsons joke about virtual um, virtual chores. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Yeah, they don't want to go do the real chores. They want to do the same thing, but in the video game. Yeah, that's what I feel when I play games like this. It's mm-hmm. like I don't. Feel, well, and, and actually, the ir- irony is that I did clean my house the week before. Hey, we there you go. <laughs> Yep, I'm watching this on the stream, and like, yep, after, after this show's over, I'm going to get my uh, get my broom and just go and clean my entire house with the broom. <laughs> this game's more about radiator installation, I think, than, than house flipping, though. There's, there's a lot of radiator installation. Isn't that weird? Well, what I, lo- what I love about it is that you get perks to install that stuff faster. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I've maxed out most of my negotiation perks where you get the maximum amount of money by selling the houses. And then some of the painting perks I have, it's that you you can like paint four walls at once and you can paint faster and your paintbrush holds more paint. Um, thus far, I found the most annoying thing to be laying tile because it's so slow. But hey, at least you're laying like a panel at a time as opposed to a tile at a time. Because mm-hmm. um, I worked for my brother-in-law a long time ago uh, helping do tile and carpet and all that. And that's not fun. Especially when you're bro- working for your brother-in-law and he doesn't pay you. <laughs> yeah, it's not good to do that for free. Uh <laughs> Chip never work for family. Nah. Yeah, yep. I. Such a chill game. It's been, like some of these. This has been my first week back at work, and I've had to chill out with this game some nights just because work has been very stressful this past week, and it's very much okay. I'm just gonna go paint some walls and listen to some calming music. And it's very relaxing. Also, you talking about cleaning your house with the broom. Man, some of those dirt spots are really hard to find, even when you get the perks to show dirt spots on the map. I like that you get Batman detective vision for dirt. Oh, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the one that you got me, uh, the package that you got me, Chris, came with the Cyberpunk DLC. Oh, really? Oh, no. And the... uh, Bunker DLC. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because I've had missions where it's like, come clean up my bunker or clean up my doomsday shelter. <laughs> it's, that's good <laughs> practice for right now, Kelly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I should probably go do those missions right now. Um, and th- there's all uh, there's all kinds of DLC packs. Like, there's also the HGTV DLC pack, which I would be curious about if it's show accurate. Like, I'm a kindergarten teacher and I work at a clown college. Our minimum budget is a million dollars. Yeah, that sounds like an HGTV show. <laughs> so what's your budget? Ah, uh, five million dollars. Oh, what's your job? Oh, I, I Twitch stream. Oh, okay. 
that could go either way. Either you're making ninja numbers or you're making, unfortunately, RP gamer numbers. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't really have a job. No, not really. But I want to become a full-time streamer. And after I spend the money on this that I don't have that on this uh, house upgrade, I'm sure, you know, it's going to make my subscribership go up, way up. So it'll be fine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're giving me flashbacks to when my mother-in-law asked us about Twitch because our brother-in-law wanted to stream on Twitch and my husband and I were both like yeah, you kind of have to be a specific type of streamer to make any sort of money on Twitch mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like oh, well I guess that's his newest get-rich-quick scheme <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, he's not alone <laughs> yeah well, I, I can bitch about him because I know for a fact that he doesn't listen to this <laughs> But yeah, so um, th- those were most of my games. I've been kind of playing piece like WoW a little bit and piecemeal else. And um, I started up CrossCode, but I've barely scratched the surface of CrossCode. Uh, it's very pretty thus, thus far. Very pretty and very self-aware because your main character is a silent protagonist. And she's silent because her voice uh, box hasn't been uh, entered in yet. Something like that. I can't remember the exact story reason, but there's a reason why you're a silent protagonist in CrossCode. And it's very funny. And the whole game thus far has been kind of meta like that. And I imagine that's another one that I'm beta testing for you. What? Oh, she <laughs> she went away. Code. She went away. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry, she, gotcha. she's got a her headache got bad, so she went and oh, fed the cats bad. and laid down. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, all I've been playing. So, so no one got Yakuza like a dragon for Christmas. No, oh, I did get it for Christmas, but oh. I did not start playing it because you know what, Josh. You can tell me, like, all these merc- with all the mercenary games, you can tell me I can skip and play the latest one, but gosh darn it, I want to play all the Yakuza's. And well, I'm still I- stuck in Yakuza 1. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least in the case of all the other Yakuza's, those are not mediocre games. Those are all really good games. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the difference, the other difference being that, like, oh, hey, they, they do have stories and characters that carry over. Um no, I finally got around to finishing Like a Dragon not too long after our last show was whatever that was so many weeks ago. Um, it's been a while. Like, it's been a while. Like a Dragon was that. That game was good. It's not perfect. You know, like the the difficulty spike in the middle of the game accompanied by that uh, that arena for fighting. Like, I have no clue what, what on earth they were thinking. Why the heck they did it like that. Um... And uh, there's a couple of boss fights that are a little bit cheap, but unfortunately that's also come up in the series before. <laughs> Sadly, not a new thing, but the, the, the game, the core game is fantastic. I love the, I love the battle system, love the job system, love their twist on a Dragon Quest-style game. Ichi and the main core cast are just, they're, they're such a great group of people. I love their, I love the characters, I love the writing, um, it's, it's really, you know, like it takes on a lot of interesting, uh, you know, relevant topics like, oh, hey, there's this politician who incites a riot to, uh, like go and storm down to the, uh, the city hall to try and over topple the government. Like, no, you know, that never happens, you know, in real life. Of course not. 
video they game. They have film. a buffalo head guy, did they? No, no, no buffalo head guy. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Yakuza was fantastic. I, I, you know, like I hope I hope it does well because it's a very interesting. Not not a lot of games that are going from like action RPGs and oh no we're gonna swap over and become a turn based RPG and Wait. they did a pretty good job of it. Hold on, I'm what? seeing I'm watching little snippets here. I'm seeing things that you do where it looks like Guitar Hero. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Is there a yeah. thing here where like people? What is this? We've got answers thing. Um. What is oh, this? Shareholder meetings. Shareholder meetings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You run. You run a, you, you take over a, uh, a a confectionery shop. No, you've told you, me. Wait, hold on. One of your yeah. employees is apparently a chicken. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That, All right. No, no. Nope. I'm not questioning it. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's Yakuza. It's I see Yakuza, interesting man. things with darts going on. Oh yeah. I see people ripping cloaks off in unrealistic ways to. Re- okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we've got batting cages. Them. We've still got virtual yeah. fighter. We have people yeah. holding bats out of the ground like it's the Excalibur. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, this is ticking I, actually, all the I boxes. You can play virtual fighter. You can play the entire virtual fighter. I don't four. want. To, you I don't can even want play it online. To play it. I don't want no. to play virtual fighter. <laughs> Why are you in a box? Ask if they should. They just did it, Chris. This looks like Kiss. This person has a staff. This person just gave somebody a cake to the face. Do you have a baker in your party? Is that what's going on? Yeah, you can be a chef. Okay, great. It's one of the jobs. It's a cl- oh, it's a job, of course. All right. Yeah, 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 of course. So you have like a. Why are they know, playing like Res? Is Res in this game, or is that just a reference in this review? Yeah, it's probably a yep, reference. Probably in this a reference. Review. Yeah. What'd you do to my hair? It looks the same. All right. Um, what's going on? <laughs> <sighs> Everything's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, because the like a dra- Why haven't you? I don't know. Because you're because you're insisting on playing them all in order. You're back in the the first one, right? This is what it is. Yeah, that is the truth. I think you ought to start with this one, Chris. No, <laughs> I don't deserve this one yet. <laughs> I have to earn this one. <laughs> Are you playing the? F- are you playing zero or the first one? Uh, I watched someone play zero. I'm I'm halfway through the first one myself. Uh, okay. The Kiwami version. The Kiwami. Yeah, 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 of course. And um, next would be two through six, probably on the Xbox via Game Pass. Yep. They're all coming out. I can't remember, like next week or the week after. I think the, the ones that are missing, like three, four, and five. You can actually get armor for your character? Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it it all all the armor you equip like shows up during the battles, during the battle segments when it's all like uh, the 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 conceit is kind of like that that it's going on in Ichi's mind, you know, like he sees all of these battles as like Dragon Quest battles. Mm-hmm. So the armor you put on, it you turn into that character when you go into battle. <laughs> the diaper men oh, yeah. are back, aren't they? Yes, the diaper men are back. Okay, cool. <laughs> They're, they they've been in previous games. Oh, and there's Mario Kart. <laughs> All right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. There's Dragon Kart in there. Mm-hmm. Like it it's it's yeah because there's there's an insane amount of other stuff to do. Just like there always is. All right, how's fantastic. the mahjong? How's the mahjong? Is there mahjong? the mahjong's mahjong? The mahjong's mahjong. Okay. Good. Yeah. Well, thanks uh, to Sakura Wars, I did learn about Koi Koi. So I sp- did spend a decent bit of time playing Koi Koi in in huh. one of the gambling dens. 
Oh, there's a kitty. You can get a cat? Oh, oh wait, yeah. wait. How's a cat? Oh, My yeah. interest is peaked. Yes. How does a cat work? Does a cat join your party? Yeah, yeah. That That's one where you save the cat and you get a, uh, a special uh, attack using the cat. Using the cat. Okay, cool. Yeah. He's not a party member per se. I want a party member cat, but all right, I'll take it. <laughs> all right. That's like a dragon. That's Why like a dragon. This? It's great. Mm-hmm. You should get it and mm-hmm. play it. Everyone should. Basically, I um, got it on PS5 for Christmas or PS4 for Christmas because when I eventually get a PS5, the plan is to play it there. Yeah. And this was the only one that was getting auto upgraded. Or actually, I think it's not out on Series X, is it? No, it's the no, no, it's the other way around. The Series X version is out. The PS5 version is coming February. I hate everything. Mid February. Why is everything backwards? I don't know. <laughs> so, well, I don't know why it has to be so confusing like that. Doesn't matter. Um, I have a PS5 anyway. I can't find one. Uh, yeah, I, I just dumb lucked into one, and I still haven't really played much with it yet. So I still don't have any PS PS Five games on it. <laughs> um, otherwise, like I, I did also over the Christmas break, I managed to finish up Trails from Zero. So I finally finished the first Crossbell game. Um, that game is just fantastic. Um. <laughs> I can't. I I don't know if it's exactly my favorite Trails game, but it's probably the best Trails game I've played. Um, the the central cast is you know the set the special support section the the kind of that branch of the police and Crossbell. They're they're this great tight group of people. Um, I think part of the problem I've had with Cold Steel, especially as it gotten into three and four, is that it's just gotten so bloated. There's so many characters. There's so many. And so many of you know, like you've got the original class seven, you've got the new class seven, you have these other characters that are coming up. Like I know at one point in Cold Steel 4, I mean, there were like 18 different characters I could choose from in my party. It was just, it was just insane. And it was nice to get back to a game where it's like, nope, nope, we got a core cast of four. Occasionally you'll have some other side characters kind of come in for different, different sections, but like, no, 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 we're really going to, we're going to cent we're going to center and focus on a small group of characters. And, the the story was great. I really, <clears throat> I'm one of the people who actually enjoys the earlier battle system. That's the other thing about Cold Steel is that I feel like a lot of, especially even the regular battles are a little, a little too HP spongy, and uh-huh. the battles back in the earlier ones were just a lot. It, it was a lot easier to like find weaknesses and kind of finish off like the uh, regular battles quickly, as opposed to some of the battles that can just drag on and on in Cold Steel. Um, I, you know, the, like there's still a lot of tie-ins. If there's, if there's a bad thing about, uh, Trails from Zero is that it's not a game that you necessarily just want to jump into without having played, um, at the bare minimum Trails in the Sky third. Cause Cold Steel, for, for all of the, all of the gripes I might have with Cold Steel, like it does a good job of like providing a break from the earlier games in the in the line so you can jump into cold steel and not be missing much by starting there from the earlier five games uh-huh. um trails from zero just picks right up from where trails third uh finishes off a number of the care yeah a number some of the storylines are direct continuations um uh like kelly they they, they keep talking about and uh, referencing paradise 
And they never explain oh. that. Yeah. See, they never explain what that is in the game. So if you haven't played Trails Third, you don't know exactly what they're talking about. But like if you've played Trails Third, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Paradise. Oh, oh, no. Oh, I'm glad that's not good. Yeah, I, I'm, that's only top of mind because of our backtrack recently. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so when when that stuff was coming up, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember Paradise. I, I haven't forgotten that. Like, yeah, I know what they're talking about here. All these characters are like, what's Paradise? I'm like, oh, no. Oh, that's You don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> But, but you know, like, it adds so much more because you, uh, a lot of the game involves uh, Rin and her story is wrapping that up, which, you know, is incredibly satisfying if you played the first three games, but is going to c- completely fall flat if you haven't played at least third to kind of understand how that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, need, I need to put these on my PSP and get started on them. Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully, I mean, they're coming out on PS4 in Japan, and they're, they're, you know, there's talk of, like, Switch and PC ports again, so hopefully, Mm. there's a pretty good chance those are going to come out in English officially at some point. If not, there are, you know, other ways to play those games right now. Yeah. Um, And then, like, the other thing I played this week, I think Chris has it on the stream, is the the Ease 9 demo got dropped on... Yeah, we're watching someone play it in Nightmare Mode. Oh, yeah, that that person's got to be good. Well, I mean, there's um, two other difficulties that are higher, so they're not that good. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. So this is um, the TGS demo from 2019. I think this was basically what they were going this to This game have looks it. old, and it's running on a PS5. I don't understand it. Yeah, It's a Falcom game. Okay. What do you expect, Sorry. Chris? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My apologies. Okay. <laughs> That's, that's, I'm saying actually, the Trails almost, in the Sky games Anna played recently look better than this. Much better. Yeah. So, uh, th- This is, um, once again, uh, Falcom is like changing uh, engines for Ease. And uh, e- Ease and Trails have always run in separate engines. I believe they're finally kind of like uh, putting them both in the same engine. Uh-huh. So this is the first time that... Um, so so once again they're like changing up the engine so like yeah you know sometimes the graphics uh kind of takes a a step a slight step back when they're doing that um this one also the the big problem i had like when i was when this dropped on tuesday like i was like look, checking twitter on my lunch break and there were just tons of people complaining about the camera in this demo and i'm like what on earth is you know like all the stuff i see talking about it is just about the camera in the game and so, you know, I don't get around to playing it till that night when I get done with work and I start picking picking up and playing it. I'm like, oh, oh, this is what these people are talking about. Yeah, this the, the camera settings are not <laughs> the default camera settings, I should say, are not good in that demo. They're re- it's really slow. It's fidgety. It it heavily auto corrects. And oh, oh, man, it's I don't know. Like, it's been a long time since I've come across a camera in an action game where you know, like I had to actually spend a bunch of time fiddling with it to get it right. And like, admittedly, you know, like in, since this is a demo, I mean, it's, it was very much envisioned as like a tech demo for press, you know, for, uh, for trade shows, not really like a demo for people. And I mean, that's kind of the distinction here is like, if you were playing this at E3, you wouldn't even think twice about like, okay, yeah, the camera's a little wonky, whatever it's, it, you know, it hasn't released yet. Understandable. Mm-hmm. 
But like, I kind of felt like if you're releasing a demo on a console, th- this is your chance to make a first impression. Is this and- lady blind? Why is her eyes closed? I don't know. Okay, it, cool. It's, it's anime. It's, All right, never mind. Yeah, so you wouldn't well, even think no, twice. No, no, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like, it's... Uh, oh, I didn't even mention that part. The like lips I said, are disturbing great. on this monster, by the way. Ew. <laughs> okay. So, so because it's, like, a trade show demo, it's set up so you have, like, two different choices of, like, two different sections to play, and it only gives you ten minutes to play. So oh, you're just, wow. You're it's just playing like a Yeah, it's timed. It's, it's set up for, you know, TGS. Like, yep. here's your ten minutes, move on, next person. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the 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 gameplay itself feels pretty good once I got into it and got used to it. Uh, the the big thing for the Ease Nine is like the Monstrum powers, like that Adol has gets this Adol and the characters that he's uh, traveling around with have these special powers. So they have the ability to run up walls. Adol also has like Batman vision where he can see through walls, so he can see like where chests are through right, walls. Well, let's check in on Adol's status. Did he start the game by sh- crashing a ship? Uh, I don't think so, this one. This one is the one where he starts in prison. Okay. <laughs> Does he have his memory? Uh, I think so. Okay. Does he remember his abilities, powers, and, 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 and things from previous games? Hmm. I don't I haven't started playing it yet. Probably Chris. not, right? Yeah. Probably not. Because yeah. he's got new powers. And these yeah. powers don't show up in any other game, right? Correct. Okay, cool. Thanks for the check-in. Would you know off the top of your head where this lies in the East timeline? If memory serves, it's not the latest one, but it's like the next to latest. I'm trying to remember now, not off the top of my head. Oh, it's a pre-sequel. Yeah. I I did a lot of research on the East timeline for our feature. This is last in the timeline, so seven. Okay. Okay. So this is the most recent one in the timeline. Um, it's like I said, the, the traversal of it feels really good because it, it is interesting that, you know, like you've got a bunch of different new ways to, to move around where you can run up the walls and you can, you have one character who has the ability to glide. So you can glide from high areas to lower Why areas. Why does everyone have rollerblades? I don't understand that. I think that's just that character. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so all the different characters have their own, like, well, you know, Adol has his powers. Like each of the individual characters in your party, each has like their own special power that you know distinguishes them. Like they've been doing that for a while now in Ease, where each party, you know, like you do a party system, you can swap between the characters just willy nilly using the controller, uh-huh. and you each of the characters in this one, you know, like they've been doing that for a while, where the different characters have different uh, weapons that have like, uh, you know, like a, basically like a weapons triangle where they're strong against some type of enemies, weak against others. And then in this case, they've also got like their own special powers that allow them to traverse uh, the territory differently. Does it play just as snappy and as fun as eight did? It seems to so far. Like I said, other, the only issue I had with it was just like trying to get the camera to kind of, play nice with me and that took a little bit of fiddling to with the the settings to get that to work right but hopefully that'll hopefully that'll be uh smoothed out by the time they actually get the uh, game released next yes. month yeah because man he's eight's combat was so good yeah it has the same sort of thing with the uh where if you time the dodges correctly you get the uh the i've forgotten now what they call that the uh the kind the of the slow mode yeah total flash 
Yeah. It still has that in it. So, like, it, it plays a lot like Ease 8. Cool. So it's still good. It's just like I'm, I'm, you know, like don't, 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 don't be surprised if you play the demo if the camera is a little bit frustrating. And I ended, I ended up skipping out on the demo because of what you said. The the camera or the ten minutes. <laughs> um, I didn't know about the ten minutes until like five minutes ago when you said it. <laughs> <laughs> but also because progress doesn't carry over. No, no, it's just like, it's just the middle of a, you know, they just stick you in a couple of different sections. I mean, that's kind of the problem with an RPG demo. Like, how do you, there, you know, there's a few different ways to go with that. Do you give someone just like the first, you know, two or three hours or the prologue or something like that? And let progress carry over. So it's but, not time. You know, that's just, it only takes 10 minutes to get through. No, no, no. The, the the ease demo for this one, it is timed. If you take 10 minutes, it will just stop. It will be like, that's it. Even if you're in the, the boss battle? Even if you're in the boss battle, you only get 10 minutes. Oh, lame. Yeah, one of the times I didn't even make it to the boss battle because I spent so much time kind of fiddling with the camera. <laughs> so this person's just showing off that they get to and through the boss battle on night Correct. within the time limit. Right. Correct. Yes. Cool. Like, I don't know if it actually stops you at a certain point. I think it just lets you have 10 minutes. Um, well, I'm not sure. I skipped ahead in the video, um, and it, it sure looks like their demo stops after this boss, which, yeah. even if they could just keep going, I can't imagine the timing would work out that you could get much further. Yeah, exactly. You need a speedrunner like, to take on this thing. Like, break the game and see how far you can go. <laughs> you know, skip you can this beat boss the game in 10 minutes. and get past it. Yeah, and with a 10-minute timer, always you're in, you're, oh, that would be terrible to try and break the game with the timer in place, because you would always, huh. only, you would have to reset every 10 minutes, no matter what, ew. Just <laughs> go play something else. Yeah. It makes you wonder if there is, like, a hard stop if you do manage to beat the timer. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard about games that, or demos that accidentally had the whole the game. The whole game, yeah. In mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and they just play it ten minutes at a time. Yep. <laughs> I doubt that though. It's still funny. So last or whenever we were here oh. last, we did have a question of the they week. They got cut right? off. <laughs> uh, oh, they hit the ten minutes. They hit the ten minutes. Yes, the uh, question of the week, what was your favorite gift you got over the holidays? Doesn't need to be a game. Um, Shaman writes, my favorite gift was a portable gameplay recording device and Avermedia Live Gamer Portable 2 Plus. This way I can record game footage in a way that the cat can't pull my entire system off the TV stand. Uh, That's very relatable. I'm sorry, is that a challenge? Oh, my cats would see it. Scotty, Scotty, we have a job for you. <laughs> yeah, don't don't ever bet against the cat's ability to <laughs> knock stuff off of high places. Scotty versus Alice, who can break the thing first? An interesting competition. So I guess the Why? idea is they can hide this behind their console rather than having an entire laptop sitting next to their system. But right. I still wouldn't put it past the cat. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. bet on the cat every time. 
from Strawberry Eggs, I've got some great gifts, including a new Blu-ray player, Paper Mario the Origami King, and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 OST, and a Lloyd Irving figurine. Ooh, that's nice. Um, as much as I love them, my favorite was actually a cloth mask with ferrets printed on it that my sister got me. It's adorable. Nice. <clears throat> I, I loved all my gifts, but my two favorites have been uh, Sakuna, Rise and Ruin thus far, and my mini painting kit. Mm. Even though my mini painting kit has been turned into a money pit. <laughs> you know what I gotta do? If we ever go to E3 again, it I gotta buy one of these. Oh, what are we talking about? Minis? Oh, you're buying minis. You're playing mini. You're doing the minis. Yeah, I'm painting miniatures now. Oh, boy. Why? Yeah. Um, it, it's fun, even though you really learn just how shaky you are. Um, it can also be a little bit frustrating, especially when you like smudge stuff or spill. Your cat keeps drinking your paint water. <laughs> yeah, that sounds. That's that another sounds meme: dry. is uh, drinking your paint water. <laughs> your cat, or just in general, you drinking your own paint water. Oh. It'll happen. If you have like a, a drink out and then your paint water and it's like sitting next to each other, there's a lot of people end up picking the paint water up and drinking it. See, luckily I keep my water in a, a thermal mug. So hopefully I have no means of doing that, but I'm sure one of these days I'm going to get a plastic cup and get it confused. Though I also keep uh, two two cups of water, water around, one dirty one for cleaning paintbrushes and one clean one for thinning paints. But I digress. What were you guys' favorite gifts? Hmm. I got a new controller for my computer and uh, Xbox. So I got one of those, what is it, the Razer Wolverine V2. Oh, Cool. <clears throat> Has have Razer products upped in quality recently? Yeah, the, the, this one's been pretty good. It's weird because the uh, the buttons on it are clicky, like a mechanical keyboard, which was weird when I first started using it. But I kind of like it. <laughs> cool. So you can feel that you know, like actually, when you're pressing the actua- actuation, it's not mushy like a normal controller is. I don't know, kind of something in between, like, the basic controller and then the, you know, whatever $200 Elite controller that Xbox has. Awesome. Chris, what about you? Huh? What? What What was your favorite present? Chris, oh, sorry, I was looking at all these capture cards and thinking about (laughs) what I should buy. Um, uh, Christmas presents. Um, I got, uh, I didn't get, what did I get? Um, I got a few things. I got AirPods, so I have the new portable headphones and look like I have antennas coming my out of my ears. I like those. Um, huh. or are we talking about video game related? Uh, video game related. Just whatever. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I got the AirPods. Those are nice, other than when they fall out of my ears. And my wife let me buy a bunch of computer upgrades and stuff, so I've got um some new Apple things in my life. But those aren't really Christmas presents, so I guess I shouldn't count them. We got steaks from Omaha Steaks. I like Ooh. the steaks. Steaks are good. Um, uh, um, um, we got cookies from the cookie lady. We order cookies for Christmas. Those are fun. Um, I don't know. Cats didn't steal any? Uh, the cats did not steal any of the cookies. 
They have tried to steal pretty much everything else. We got popcorn, and they love stealing the popcorn. <laughs> I don't even think they eat the popcorn. They like to tear the popcorn apart and growl while they're doing it. I don't know why. It's just the popcorn. Is it the Sky of Popcorn or Mercenary Sack of Popcorn? This is, um, this is both. It's a th- triple tin. We've got butter, cheddar, and caramel popcorn in the tin. So it's like the full full smorgasbord of popcorn. Um, I got myself a cool. I got myself a Christmas present in addition to all the other crap I bought. Um, I, I got an ember mug. Oh, I should. Here's my camera. Um, you've heard the ember mug. Here's ember mug. It's a mug with a battery in it, and it keeps your coffee warm all day. Oh, cool! It's cool. All right, it's cool. Well, it's warm actually. I does it have a top? No. Oh. You can get one that has a top. They okay, do make a I, portable one that's got the battery built in and keeps it warm. But like thermoses work really well and already last for hours, so I would say uh-huh. you don't necessarily need that for portable. But if you like a mug style, which I do because I don't like the metal taste that gets into my coffee when I put it in a a good thermos. I'm very particular about my coffee, Kelly. I'm it, sorry. Like, I, I have to have a thermos, one, because I'm a klutz, and two, because I have cats. Okay, so I have cats, and I have yet to have cats knock over normal cups. They have literally knocked over everything else, so I feel you. <laughs> but for right now, I think it'll be okay. So there's a little coaster it sits in when it's on your desk. Because um, while it has a battery in there that's going to last for a few hours, um, they're like, if you want it to actually work all day and like you really nurse your coffee slowly, you should just leave it on the coaster. And that's uh-huh. what they recommend you do anyway. So if you leave it on the coaster, that gives it some more stability. So there's that. These things are overpriced. Like the Ember cups start at $100. And then if you oh. want like, the bigger one, it's $130. they are um, crazy expensive. Um, F that noise. But they I'm, work. I'm not- they're the only ones that exist, and they work, Kelly. And I, I, know, I need you I, to understand how nice it is to have coffee always at the right temperature, no matter how long I, you take to drink it. It's I understand, but I, I am not spending as much as a game console on a coffee mug. But what do you use more frequently? Uh, my game console. I would argue it's the coffee mug. True, but usually I have my coffee drunk within the first 30 minutes of making it. Hell, if, you I, can, if you can do that consistently and you never deal with cold coffee, you shouldn't even be thinking about this to begin with. Heck, heck the, the, morning, the other morning I was so cold and so out of it that I ended up downing a whole cup within like five minutes of it brewing. Oh my goodness. I, I, did you I like, watered it. You, how did you not burn yourself? I, I water it down with creamer. Why do I look like a vampire? Why does Valis you're say because I'm pale? Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, that I, that's just the white balance is messed up. All right, so Kelly, this mug talks to your phone. It's got the Bluetooth. You but can why? control because you can tell it what temperature to be. Can you? <laughs> but, but why? Took it to your Echo Dot. Too? Stop! Stop asking relevant questions, Jonathan. <laughs> It's like those TVs with TV or those fridges with TVs on them. Like, but why? Seriously, um, because you do need to tell it what temperature you like your coffee to be at. Okay. And you don't need to. Obviously, you don't need to do that much. <laughs> That's like a do it once. Um, but also, like, you can get an alert that hey, your coffee's reached the temperature oh. you like. 
Can you go Alexa coffee 100 degrees? I don't know, but I want to now. <laughs> Ooh, Kelly, they have I, two travel mugs, including one with an LED display and controls on the side. So it tells you how much battery is left and lets you control the temperature without using your phone. Because obviously when you're traveling, you have let's. All right. I, I mean, I, I, I don't deny that I buy stupid shit all the time. See, see my collection of amiibos and my stupid collection. I know, I know this is stupid, and I've like, I, I listen. I hear you, and, and I'm telling you that what we've learned is that after these things being out on the market for a while, everyone who has them is like, this should have been really stupid, and yet it's really awesome, and I love it, and I would buy it again. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I'm not calling you stupid for buying one. No, you, you should. Do you. you should. No, you should, just, you should call me stupid for buying one. I agree with that. I'm just saying it isn't, but also that it is. I don't want to coffee mug shame you. I you just, should coffee for, mug shame me. Everyone should. For me, that's a little bit much. Do I want to share privacy? They have a privacy policy. Do I want to share diagnostic data about my coffee's temperature with Ember? Or is that too much <laughs> privacy info that I'm giving away? Uh, let's Chris, the that's data. the slippery slippery. That's the first thing get your get, coffee. <laughs> that's how they get your information. First, they get your coffee temperature. Oh, oh I here's another reason. Here's another thing, Jonathan, about why you need to connect with Bluetooth. You get to choose what color the LED is on the mug. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, look at this. This is like a full color ring. Like, what color should it be? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go purple. Purple's what I've been going lately. Well, just because well, it's different. Well, that would be a good way to alert your yeah. wife to your mood. Mood like okay, green. She can talk to you. Does this have Red, firmware? My coffee mood. cup has firmware, Kelly. I'm updating my coffee cup. Update. <laughs> yes. Downloading update. Everything in my life has patches, and I love it. I'm updating my pot coffee does, mug. Does your coffee mug have DRM too? My coffee mug even has DFU mode, just like an iPhone. Because I remember when my family got me a Keurig a long time ago. Oh, and I know I all about that. Yeah, yeah, Keurigs have DRM. This is literally a Black Mirror episode, says Valisk. Yes. <laughs> Jonathan, what up. was your favorite present? <laughs> so now that I have kids, um, most of our focus is on getting them good presents. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, meanwhile, I don't really give each other stuff. We did buy like the Echo Show with... Uh, outdoor cameras for the house that gets us like a present to us and uh i haven't seen my mom or my sister yet for christmas just due to you know the whole COVID thing and timing and whatnot so that hasn't happened yet so they may be giving gift, or i'm sure they have a gift for me uh, i did get something for my my in-laws my wife visited her parents and i got uh some snacks my uh my mother-in-law always gets me this bag of various snacks that I really enjoy so that was awesome and I got some fishing uh, like a fillet knife and stuff from her so that's really the only gifts I have so far I, I buy myself too much stuff yeah when, you, when you're an adult every day every payday is Christmas yeah I bought myself a bunch of infinity minis in December that new releases that and I, I have a revision for my favorite present from my husband, Vaughn. It, it, I just remembered it is not Sakuna, even though I liked it. He got managed to get me a Glarn Meowth and a Perserker plush. I had been waiting for, what, a year, a year and a half since Sword and Shield came out for the Pokemon store to release plushes of 
the Galarin Meowth forms, and he was like hovered over the Pokemon Center for like a week waiting for them to come out to get them for me for Christmas. And I think they arrived on the day before Christmas Eve, Eve the 23rd, and he ended up giving them to me. So I have to say, I'd have a hard time with that Sukuna game without just like saying Sukuna Matata and seeing <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> What's worse is that whenever you, because I had to Google a lot of stuff to figure out like where some of the hidden items were, and my phone kept auto-correcting it to Sakura, and I kept getting Sakura War stuff. <laughs> Quite different. Yeah, yeah, two completely different games. Which I I heard that that game didn't do that well, Sakura. Oh, no, yeah, Sakura Wars. Well, uh, that that's the mobile game that didn't do too well. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's covered in our news, but like new, yeah, that didn't. Let's go not very let's well. not talk about the console game again. We already did that. I had we had I had complicated feelings about that game, and I didn't. Uh, even I still play it. <laughs> I still have my booby mouse pad in the collector edition on somewhere. <laughs> So, do we want to talk about our most anticipated games 2021 edition? How's that work? This is an um, editorial article on our site, and it's our various staff members just going through talking about games they're looking forward to this year. Cool. Yeah, what's, there's a bunch so of what's stuff the winner? There. <laughs> we're, we're the winners, Chris. We get all the good games. That's why. Yes. My mug yeah, is now on firmware version 372. That's important for you all to know. Yeah, there was stuff that I forgot that was going to come out, supposedly come out this year, like um, the new Story of Seasons, uh, Rune Factory 5, Shin Megami Tensei 5, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, so, so much good stuff. Some I'm, stuff that's on there for like the, I think, Get in the Car Loser. This is the third year in a row it's been on there. <laughs> It's going for a record. <laughs> Hopefully which, it makes it this year. <laughs> which game held the record? Was that Persona 5? Jeez, oh, I can't remember now. It might have been. That that game was in development heck for quite a while. Yeah. A bunch, yeah, bunch of good stuff on here. Neo, the new World Ends With You coming next year. The remake of Nier. Uh, Monster Monster Hunter Stories 2, which I forgot was going to be a thing. Yeah. Oh, Sports Story, the sequel to Golf Story. That's coming next year. Yeah, hopefully we get some of these games coming out. Hopefully. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, hopefully, you know, COVID maybe will be making slightly less of an impact later on this year. And things will start to get back to normal. Fingers crossed. I, I know the most recent one I'm looking forward to is Ease 9. Yep, that's coming uh, early February. Yep. And then we've got a review for Eichenfell from Sam Watcher. She liked it. Give it a 3.5 out of 5. We've got a Sakuna Rice and Ruin review pertinent to the discussion from Pascal Takaya. He gave it a 3.5 out of 5. And then... Hyrule Warriors 2 Age of Calamity from Alex Fuller, he reviewed that, also gave it a 3.5 out of 5. A lot of a lot of very decent game scores this month, or this week. <laughs> a 
Oh, wait, we have the tiebreaker. We've got an Arcanite review from Elman Dean Todd. This was the uh, kind of throwback to wizardry and might and magic. He didn't like it. He gave it a 2.0 out of 5. They can't all be three and a half. Yeah. (laughs) We need a few two and a halves. And then we've got a uh, final wrap-up of Sam Watcher's Backlogging the Year 2020 edition. Um, Talking about the stuff that she played over the course of the year and her goals for next year. And then Anna is starting up her Backlogging the Year article for 2021, finishing 50 games a year. Hey, um, Kelly. Yes? Yes, go watch Anna's thing and cheer on as she does it because she probably will get through most of those, which is crazy that she does that. But also, where was uh, Final Fantasy VII Episode Two? Oh, uh, you know, I probably should have written that article, but we haven't heard, we haven't mm-hmm. heard hide nor hair of that. Uh, I don't even know if it exists. Twenty twenty four. We we did have sixteen on the list, but uh, yeah, I don't think anyone really believes that episode two of Final Fantasy VII is coming out next year. How long are they going to stretch this crap out? A that, very is long it going to be like Lord of the Rings? Then I'm going to have like. When it's all done, I'm going to get the PS5 Compendium Edition that has all three copies, and then the PS6 is going to come out right after that, so then I have to rebuy it on PS6. And then Lord of the Rings came out like one after the other. They filmed it all at once. Still this took was a while. Like super stretched. No, yeah. it was three years. Maybe they filmed they've... it all together That's all at true. once. true. No, you're right. Hmm. Maybe they're working on these all at once. My point was, though, like having to rebuy the trilogy multiple times. You get the oh, DVD set, right. and then you get the DVD set with the extended footage. Then you get the, the, <laughs> the UHD, the Blu-ray set, then the Blu-ray set with extended footage, and then the UHD set, and then the UHD... Actually, I don't know. Milking a franchise. And Square Enix is good at that. Oh. Really I good at it. I can't imagine... I mean, I don't... I don't know that much about game development, but I can't imagine that the next one would take as long because they already have most of the character models and the UI and a lot of that stuff. And I I know that they need to Kelly, look how many times they had to make the first one. I think they, what are they, three different attempts at making that game? (laughs) I honestly don't know. (sighs) I just want a modern remake of Final Fantasy VI. Nope, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. You go look at that N64 tech demo. That's all you get. That's no. <laughs> all you got. <laughs> when when they remade Final Fantasy IV on the DS and 3D, I was really hoping that that was going to attract oh. the oldest Super Nintendo ones getting remade. Jonathan, they did a modern remake. They released it on iOS and Steam. Oh, Aren't you happy yeah, with so it? so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they redid all the sprites from scratch for you. They look so well, pretty now. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of remasters, how about a Gloria re, re, Gloria Union remaster? What the hell are you? Japan? What is Gloria Union? This is part. This is a Yggdra Union. Oh, I've heard sequel. of that. Oh, it's a Steam Sting game. Yeah, part it's of Department the, Heaven. Uh, yeah, Anna, why aren't you playing this? Not out yet. I don't know. She doesn't. She have a headache. Yeah. But this is going to launch for Switch, iOS, and Android in 2021 and include remastered graphics and functionality. Um, I have not even played I love when they add additional functionality and don't tell us what it is. Indeed. 
um, Sword on Sword Art Online Alicization like Chorus Update Roadmap release. This is what? the latest version of Sword Art Online with a free update. What? Um, bug fixes, increasing the Why damage are cap. Still coming out. More sword arting. Yeah. I I'm confused. So, is this an MMO or a game game? It, it's a game that's based where the uh, cons conceit is that no, you're playing yeah i in know an it's MMO. got hack yeah i get that it's got yeah. hack but like which well at least it used to be i don't know if the current ones are um is this a new game or an old game i think it's an old game with a new content update is it yeah. even in the west yeah okay thank you um Sword Art Online is topical for me because my husband and I listened to Ready Player Two over the winter break, and the plot of that book is literally Sword Art Online. They even name check it. Kelly, would you like to listen to many books that are probably better written than Ready Player Two that are kind of like being stuck in an RPG? Because sure. Anna has so many audiobook recommendations for you. Yes. Anna, send Kelly your lit RPG recommendations. Well, We'll see. And look, I, I didn't think it was a bad book. I didn't think the first one was a bad book. They they're they are what they are. They are popcorn books. Which, <laughs> they are co- which flavor of books. popcorn? I, I don't know. Sardine, it, cheddar, butter, or caramel. I, I honestly pick. couldn't tell. You have to pick. Sardine, what kind of garbage is that? That's a Disgaea flavor of car- popcorn. Oh. but but chris my favorite thing about ready player two was that there was an epic boss fight yep fighting seven different versions of prince oh singer no kelly i i'm sorry you're not selling that book for me (laughs) that is the opposite of selling that book for me okay one's a symbol Uh, one's named prince one's the artist formerly known as prince but i'd only get the three like, it was literally like there was purple rain prince. There okay. was uh, dif- different a uh, band version of Prince, like one other the one other movie version of Prince. Mm. I learned a lot about Prince in that chapter. Way more about Prince than did I did. They go back to the well and did more eighty stuff, or was it all ninety stuff this time? No, they they did all eighty stuff. There was a um, Jonathan Hughes planet. There oh, was a Lord gosh. of the Rings planet. Uh huh. Well, yeah, that's not eighties at least technically yeah yeah i i liked it but i also have weird taste and your mileage may vary i i probably would maybe like it i've just seen pages of that book and read them <clears> and i'm like this is more reference than content yeah they, they are but you know what helps you don't read it you listen to the audiobook because will wheaton reads it and he makes listen, it interesting i have complicated feelings about will wheaton don't you understand i i need to put them aside before i can enter into this he, he's not wesley crusher anymore he's, he's not cool. he's fine it's just why he's famous bugs me and it makes me jealous okay there, it's a personal okay. problem on my front it's not an issue with will or anything he's done God knows there's a lot more worse people who are celebrities right now than Will Wheaton, and I shouldn't have any problem with him. Right? But it's, I, it's, we should move on to the next story. <laughs> Hang on. I'm writing something down. Okay. And I don't know how to spell Wheaton, apparently. Um, speaking of crappy MMOs, Fantasy Star Online 2 Gen- New Genesis presentation provides new details and footage. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw this to shade there. Um, 
Sega held a live stream for the um, Final Fantasy Star Online 2, and it's talking about um, updates. You can read about all the updates on our site. I just kind of skimmed this article. Um, you can have field actions such as sprinting, swimming, and midair boosts, as well as a familiar dice called the Mag. Man, when's it coming uh, out? Um, twenty Sometime in 2021 for Xbox One Series X and PC in North America. You can watch and a trailer for- that's got a bunch of J-pop and be happy and then be like, why can't I play this yet? And be like, oh. I don't know either. It's an um, hour this- and 47 minute presentation of their character creator and stuff. Wow. I really didn't find the character creator in that game to be all that impressive. <laughs> well, the look at the new one, though. You can do even more. Uh. There's a lot you can... Sorry, I don't. There's a lot you know um, that character creator in the first game, at least, and I don't want to do any of it. <laughs> I know. Um, here's something that I'm going to want to do if it ever comes to the U.S. The Switch and the PC are getting Hajimari no Kiseki in Asia next summer. Is that the game Josh was talking about earlier? Or is this a new Trails game? New Trails. Oh, okay. So this okay. Is the light, most recent Trails, Trails of Next. Trails of the game that <laughs> comes after Cold Steel. Correct. Yeah, okay. this is the one after Cold Steel. Although, once again, it's this weird uh, Asian uh, uh, developer that's doing the PC and Switchboard, so what? no clue if that's actually coming west or not. I was confused because the screenshots have Lloyd. In the- yeah, Lloyd's in it. Okay. So this is called Trails of the Beginning. Trails of the Beginning? Yeah. The Legend of Heroes, the beginning of Trails, but it's not the beginning? It comes after? Yeah. so confused. Yeah. Um, Genshin Impact is getting a new update with the Icy and the Chalk Prince and the Dragon update. All right. Um, it's gonna, version 1.2, it's going to provide the first map expansion, adding adding a mountain range. Mm-hmm. Let's see, what else? They put more content in the free-to-play game. Got it. Yeah. They want more new things creatures, for you to buy? New rare artifacts. Is there more stuff for you to buy? I, I honestly don't know. I thought that, mm-hmm. that that mechanic was more of a gotcha yeah, I bet but all these characters very- you have to get out of a pole, I assume. Yeah, I yeah. didn't play very much of it. Um, that's going to... Re- well, that already happened. All right, so go play your Genshin. It's very ice-themed in this trailer, at least. Yeah. They're going for the winter See- vibes. Seal No Surge DX, are No Surge DX, pushed to March in Japan. Um, this is part of the Art Tornoglo series. Um plan on releasing on March 4th with no Western releases announced at this time. These are remasters of Arno Surge and Seal No Surge. I only played a little bit of Arno Surge a long time ago, so I don't remember any of that. Oh, I'm Uh, so happy the link to the source on this article actually goes to the source article. Yay! We didn't used to um, do that on the site. Oh. The Falconer really unleashes the Kraken update. This... What does it do? It's a free update to the aerial combat RPG. The Falconer um, adds new locations and offers a new wreck diving and exploration missions. And with various bug fixes and adjustments. There's a full list of changes that you can check out. Let's see. Scale Boy Rises is going to be coming out on PC, Mac, and Linux in January. Um... 
this is going to be released under the title Scale Boy Refacture, Refractured and includes new bosses, enemies, and items as well as a new game plus mode at a randomized dungeon. Didn't Alex play Scale Boy? Someone did. Yeah, I can't remember. It looks indie. Yeah, but this is coming out looks like next week. Okay. Uh, what else? We've got Rune 2 Decapitation Edition is going to get a duplicity update. I've never heard of this game. Includes a new Goblin Mine Dungeon and new Goblin Enemies, as well as a new Last Viking and Last Clan Standing PvP modes. Boring. Yes. Um, Ease 6 Arc of Napishtim is heading to mobile in Japan. This was the PSP game, or it came out on PSP and PS2. Yeah. And in my opinion, is one of the worst ones in the mainline series. Yeah, that's the general consensus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alliance Alive is getting a Japanese mobile release. This was a good game. It was by Fuyu. Depends who you ask. Yeah, depends on who you ask. Um, I thought is this the first one or the second one? The second one. Second one. Yeah, the second one was a good game. The the Legend Legend of Legacy was kind of eh. I I thought Anna played the Switch version of Alliance Alive. I don't think she was able to get into it. Uh, she may have tried the demo well, or something. Yeah. Well, Near Reincarnation is launching in Japan in February. This, this is the is remake a, of the first Near game, right? No, this is oh, a gosh. mobile game that's going to launch in Japan in February, and it will be available as a free-to-play I title. I can't keep I up was, with all this. Um, and in-game collaboration with Near Autonoma is going to feature the characters 2B, 9S, and A2 available at launch. No, that's your near mobile game. Is it just me, or does the art look like it's the Final Fantasy Tactics guy? I honestly couldn't tell. All right, cool. Um, Ocean's Heart is launching this noses. month. They have no noses. All right, go ahead. And Ocean, oh, uh, you confused me. Ocean's oh, yeah, Heart. This is an indie game. It's going to come out on January twenty first. Follows a young woman named Tilla who sets out on an adventure after her father is kidnapped by Blackbeard. It has a very Legend of Zelda aesthetic to it. Looks cute. Um, Outriders has been delayed. This is that uh, not Anthem. De- Square Crack at Destiny. Um, yep. It's been delayed till April 1st, and oh, we'll have a demo no. on February 25th. And Stadia is coming later this year. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. boy. I don't know anybody that's looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> the Ease 9 Monster Noctis PS4 demo yeah, has been released. That, jo- yeah. Josh talked about that. The camera sucks. Um, <laughs> Underwater Ray Romano Prelude of the Fallen is being released for the PC this month on January 22nd. This is that visual novel slash tactics game. This is the first pres- one, or is it a pre-sequel? It's the remake of the first of the, the actual first, first one game. That we in the didn't series. get until after the second one. Yeah, correct. Right. Yeah, the, the, this one was released last year on PS4 and Vita. I think that's right. I think yeah, so. I think so. Yeah. Right. Um, Neptunia Virtual Stars Limited Edition has been announced. <sighs> Let's see what it comes with. A, f- a physical Ooh. copy of the game, a steel game case, 44-page art book, soundtrack CD, vinyl soundtrack, reversible cover, cover sleeve, collector's box, and trading card. Why, what am I going to do with a vinyl disc? 
I don't know. Apparently, vinyl is in now. And I, I, don't understand I understand why. that vinyl's in, but it should be an optional limited edition because most people don't have a way to play it. And but yeah. would still want all the things that they can do things with, but not the vinyl. It looks nice though. Yeah, so it, Chris, a piece of art. is it really that different of just getting another plastic thing? You're right. Gonna yeah, I'm not going to use any of it anyway. Yeah, you're right. I'm well, sorry. Well, Good yeah. point. Yep. Well, it is kind of a waste because when I get a collector's edition, I rip the soundtrack and then put it back in the box. But don't you know the the music sounds so much better on vinyl, even though it's digitally generated music to begin with. <laughs> Yeah, the warmth of the original recording that didn't happen. Yeah, there's like science that proves that that's false. Yeah. Saying that vinyl sounds better is horse apples. (laughs) And I'm saying that nicely. It doesn't, it it might use, as much as the science disagrees, if you like it more, it's still that, it's, there's a little subjective enjoyment factor that I could get behind, but also this is digital music originally. So you just do it with an EQ. <laughs> well, there's a lot of the disc looks cool though. <laughs> feels, a lot of '70s rock music. Yeah, gets more out of the vinyl the way they recorded it and such, because they the whole point of it was there was going to play on vinyl. Where obviously, yes, digital music. On but a, like, on a vinyl, we are not vinyl. even close to that argument here. Is all I'm right. saying. <laughs> no. No. Regardless of how you feel about that right. argument, look at what we're dealing with here. This looks cool at least because uh. it's like some tie dye plastic in a sleeve. <laughs> Like my my favorite take on vinyl, it's that it's twice the inconvenience at three times the cost. Woo! Um, Monster Hunter Rise got a digital event and a demo, which I have not downloaded yet. And the demo oh, yeah. goes into all sorts of things, or rather, the digital event went into all sorts of things, like what kind of monsters they were, talking about the wire bug tool, talking about the new wyvern system where you can mount monsters and ride them around and use them to attack other monsters. Um, it also went into the, what the amiibos are going to unlock, which is um, some armor sets. Sweet. Chris, I thought you'd be more excited about this. Um, I'm not excited for Monster Hunter demos because they're not actual demos. They're more like trade show demos. They're not like ah. demo demos. So, like, if I was actually starting my playthrough, that'd be something, but I'm not. Ah. It's just like they give you a build and you play it and see if you like yeah. it, which I, I know how Monster Hunter plays. I don't need this demo to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. All fourteen weapon types will be able to, will be available to try out, but you can only hunt things a grand total of thirty times. So you get and then the two demo tries shuts off. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, great! No, that's uh, wonderful. Yeah, we wouldn't want well, people to keep playing the damn demo. That would be awful. Thanks, Capcom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise is going to release on Nintendo Switch on March 26th. I I have two different pre-orders, one for the Amiibos on GameStop and one for the Collector's Edition on Best Buy. What? And finally, Wait, what? Path of, yeah. <laughs> one for the what on GameStop? GameStop only had the Amiibos. Oh, right. But for some reason I could only find the game the limited edition at Best Buy. Yeah, I remember that. So, and then finally, we have a Path of Exile expansion announced. Echoes of the uh, Atlas! So you you know more about Path of Exile than I do. Do you want to talk about this? I didn't read about this, so let me uh, let me catch up for you quickly. You're, yeah. you're the Path of Exile expert! I didn't know that they did this announcement. I'm sorry. This is the first I'm hearing about it. All right. Um, I know they had delayed some stuff. Like, remember, 
Path of Exile 2 was supposed to be out late last year, so that didn't happen. <laughs> Thanks, God. That could I just sum up 2020 gaming yeah. as a whole. Yeah. That didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, let's see. That goes the Atlas. Further, okay, so they're do, map, uh, the Atlas is their map system, like Torchlight Maps. It's their end game thing where you get these little drops and then they have unique unique modifications modifiers on them you put them in a machine it generates a map that has like extra cats in it or you know lots of trees or really no the the effects are more like they'll reflect damage at you and then you say i'm not playing that map because my build is about doing that kind of damage and that would just destroy me blah 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 oh i'm sorry um seven saying path of exile 2 was always 2021 we have to go check the tape but regardless (laughs) Uh, we have, uh, let's see, uh, you got new skill points to spend on a tree, which is fine. Like, because, you know, if there's one thing that skill tree needed, it's more things to click on. Um, I don't know if you've seen the path of exile skill tree. It's like, uh, somebody gave the final fantasy 10 sphere grid cancer and it just kept growing unchecked. And then you have the path of exile skill tree tree. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've got... Ritual Challenge League. Uh, what is this? Okay. I don't know what that is. That's cool. Uh, looks like a horde mode. <laughs> All right, cool. And then, um, yeah. And then what else we have? We have some changes to the main game. Here we go. Uh, the Elementalist, Inquisitor, and Deadeye Ascendancy classes are being reworked. So those are... Um, Three of the the things you change your class into once you get towards the end of the game. And the Slayer Ascendancy class is being rebalanced, but not reworked. (laughs) And there's going to be a new Hydrosphere skill gem, new Trinity support gem, and additional unique items in the game. And uh, Harvest and Heist are being added to the core game, which means that the little events you would do during Harvest and Heist, like the which were gardening and um, infiltrating um, a place to steal things, respectively, they are now going to randomly come up throughout the main game. But uh, since it's not the focus of the season now, they won't happen quite as frequently. So, point is, yet another expansion. Sequel isn't out yet. Still don't really have a firm date on that. Um, but if you like Path of Exile, have a new new season to, to, to play starting on next week. There you go. Woohoo! Excellent. And that, my friends, is all the news. So, what's coming out, Chris? This week, Wood Salt for PC and and Switch, um, if it hasn't been randomly delayed again. Oh, wait, no, it's been <laughs> randomly delayed again. Sorry. So, forget that. Osteoblasts for PC and Scalboy, re, uh, I guess, refractured for PC. Uh, stuff that already came out includes Summer and Mara for, for Xbone. And Blacksmith of the Sand Kingdom for PC, PS4, X. I haven't heard of any of these other than Skullboy, and that's just because we just covered Skullboy. I don't know any of these. Does that mean they don't matter? Oh, I don't that's, know. That's mean of me to say. They're indie games. Maybe they appeal to other people who aren't me. But still, goodness. All right. Hey, here's a round, new release roundup for stuff that recently came out that Alex wrote. You, you can see this. It went up yesterday. No, two days ago, January 7th. And uh, Alex talks about Blacksmith of the Sand Kingdom, which is a party-based fantasy RPG following Volker, a blacksmith's son, who aims to continue the family trade. 
Um, but Chris, yeah, it's a Kimco alert. Oh, whoop, whoop, whoop. Kimco alert. Kimco alert. Please proceed to the nearest refund station, uh, Blacksmith of the Sand Kingdom. Uh, and then Summer and Mara is uh, on the Microsoft Store because uh, it's, it's an Xbox game. You harvest crops and farm, I guess. Right? This is a farming game. This is a farming game. Anna would know, but she's not here. Uh, it looks like a farming game. Can't get the images to load. Here we go. Yep, that's a farming game. And I think Anna's waiting for it to hit Switch before she tries it out. So, Oh, it's already out on Switch. What are you doing? Is it any good? She's waiting for a sale. This is 10% off on Xbox. <laughs> it's, she says it has a really shallow gameplay loop. It's more exploration than farming. There is no exploration in summer. No, wait, that's different. Never mind. Uh, all right, so that's uh, that's what that's what came out. That's uh-huh. what's coming out. What are you going to play this uh, week, Jonathan? Jonathan, I, I think, think he, he may have to step yeah. away. He yeah. has to check away. What are you going to play then, Josh? Uh, I guess I'm going to keep playing Cyberpunk. Okay. Anna, what are you going to play? Fell Seal. She's going to keep playing Fell Seal. I'll keep. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you're gonna keep trying to stream Cyberpunk? No, <laughs> you're not gonna do that. No, are you? <laughs> I'm probably gonna cancel the GeForce Now subscription. Um, uh, I am going to do uh, probably. I will probably play Cyberpunk on my PC though. Kelly, um, I am gonna attempt to try and get back into Cold Steel Four because I would like to finish that before. Vox Nostrum comes out. Nice. I say attempt because uh, I've still got minis to paint, and last week I tried to do that, and that didn't happen. But to be fair, I had a backtrack to record, and that takes up a little bit of time. I've been uh, I've been trying to I've been kind of feeling a little game funky. I got burnt out on World of Warcraft this past couple weeks. So did I. That's because um, it's most of what I played. Yeah, and so it's like break. I played it a bunch. I've gotten my my fair share out of it, um, but I need you know the subscription. It's ongoing, but I think I may need to put it to sleep for a week or two just to like kind of be like, all right, now I can delve into this a little bit rather than as much as I was. Uh, but there's a question of like, what should I play? And the only idea. I keep getting ideas like I'm going to do this and they're always big grandiose things. I'm going to play through all the trails of games or I'm going to play through all the Yakuza games or, or whatever. And those are all impractical, aren't they? I'm just setting myself I, up to fail with those. I don't know. I need some well, help. It, <laughs> it could tie to your question of the year or question of the year, question of the week this week, which is what is your new year's gaming resolution? Oh, I didn't have one. I never do New Year's resolutions. I'm just setting myself up to fail. Mine is I am going to try to play Skyrim this year. Ah, interesting. Because the 10th anniversary is this year, and I want to do a backtrack on it around November. And I want to be able to actually talk about it instead of just, you know, quoting memes and saying, Keji has where's if you have coin. I I used to play Skyrim. And then, I took, and then you took an arrow took, to the knee. I took a, a, a scamper to the knee. Because uh, Skyrim is one of those things that it 
became such a phenomenon and just is such a meme onto itself that I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of culture just by not having that play in it. It's been 10 years since we got an, an Elder Scrolls game. What's up with that? But Chris, can you play Skyrim on your mug? Hold on. Let me see if there's a new firmware update. (laughs) It may be possible. No, it looks like no. So no doom. Vibrations to the coffee, and that's your. That's uh, right. <laughs> I can play Skyrim on my um, Alexa devices. It's not very good, though. <laughs> it's more of a. Anna likes it, and then it gets really repetitive. Jo- uh, Jonathan, what are you going to play this week? Probably more Hades. More Hades. See, and then that's another one. I'm like, oh, I should get back into Hades. And I've been watching Games Done Quick that's been going on this past week. Um, sorry, we couldn't let you know it was starting because we didn't do a show last week. But um, I always watch Games Done Quick, and then I want to play all the games I see in Games Done Quick. I'm like, I never played that. I should play that. <sighs> I need a game therapist. Uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you what you can play, but you're not going to like it. Yeah, go for it. Final Fantasy 7 Remake. I know, I had that thought too. Like, Kelly would just tell me to play 7 Remake, and she's not wrong! I know what to tell him to play. So what? Couldn't do. My Suikoden 2. Oh, good. <laughs> I tried Suikoden, and it was boring! It is so awesome. It cannot be boring. I need to... Uh, I should try 2. Maybe it's better. D- depending on what kind of filler we need, we may do a uh, Suikoden 1 and 2 backtrack this year. I haven't decided yet. Okay. What? No, I, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'll be out. Let me be you, honest with you. you I ain't going to play. You're not going to play him. <laughs> well, fine. You can't be on the back. I know. I can't. Yeah. I'm not going to get. I'm not going to get through through Suikoden two, and more importantly, Suikoden three, game, RPG Gamer Game of the Year that year. Yeah, I think we ought to put. I know what I should play. You know what I should play that I didn't realize came out. You know that um, uh, drop beat, uh, the harmonics game that like involved like uh, you'd buy like these cards and drop them in and remit and make mashups and hook up to your TV and stuff. They Mm -hmm. released a digital only version of that. It's called Fuser now. F U S E R, um, which is really confusing because there's a Linux utility also called Fuser, which spelled the same like. Sorry, as a Linux admin, it makes me confused. Anyway, so I saw somebody, I can make my own mashups, and I saw somebody doing one of the things that I would do, which is basically take every song and figure out a way to work Hey Now, You're an All-Star into it. <laughs> and it. And it works, and it's terrible, just as terrible as you'd think, and it's amazing, and it's harmonics, and I love harmonics games. That's what I should play, and I can't even get myself to do that. See, I would be evil and try to put uh, Never Gonna Give You Up in every song so that it's a hidden rickroll. Yeah, I think you can do that, actually. (laughs) And, you know, I can't even decide which platform to buy it on. Like, it's on everything, and it's like, which one would I want that on? Do I get it on a thing I play on the TV and annoy Anna, or do I want it on not a TV so that I can keep playing it after she gets annoyed with it? Like, what do I do? Well, I need you have a, a week therapist. to figure it out, or a whole year to figure it out. I have Who a knows? whole year. All right. Cool. Uh, I think we ought to put a bow on this one. All right. Thanks, everybody, First for watching. First podcast of the year. First podcast. Sorry. Yep. It, it has Woo-hoo. been two days without incident. It is all downhill from here. 
Thanks, uh, everybody, goodbye, for everybody. watching. If you'd like to catch us live every weekend, it's at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. You can send in your responses to the question of the week to podcast at rpgamer.com or more easily just go to the show thread on rpgamer.com and uh, post right in there. We'll also ask on social media throughout the course of the week. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we're RPG, at rpgamer on pretty much everything and uh, even on the YouTubes. And uh, yeah, follow our Facebook, follow our YouTube uh, or not, whatever your preference is for those things. And we will ha- be happy to bring you new RPG content throughout the year of 2021. We are really kicking up our streaming this year. So if you want to um, subscribe and, and click the button for notifications on RP Gamer on Twitch, uh, you will see a lot more streams happening than you used to. The stream team is really pulling it together and they're having lots of cool things going on. Right now you can watch Anna stream Felseal pretty much every morning while she's going through that. Um, and there's a bunch of other regular things that I'm not even aware of just because Anna's not doing it, so I don't hear it going on. But lots of things. I know um, Tam, uh, Anime Man, was uh, streaming Disgaea 4 last night. So uh, there you go. Go uh, watch that content and enjoy. Or not. Whatever you want. You want to just listen to this podcast? That's cool. You want to just read the articles? That's cool. We don't care. We don't charge you. You want deep dives into specific games? We got a podcast for that. Yeah, we got a... Backtrack's doing a whole rebuild that um the last few few weeks. So like that's a whole new thing, whole new experience. You haven't done backtrack in a while, try it again. It's a totally new feel. So Yeah, we I'll take a look. I haven't been on the backtrack in a while. Yep. Yeah, we're we're going for shorter shows because we're we're all much older and have much more responsibilities and do not have the stamina for the six hour marathons. And I'm sure our audience kind of feels the same that they don't have the stamina for that either. So now they're only three to... hour marathons. <laughs> no, st- we've been hitting the sweet spot at two. Two, and that's good what job. We're trying to keep job. keep it at. We couldn't even keep this show under two. So there you yeah. go. You're doing better well, than us. <laughs> to to be fair, there's a lot of news. Yeah, well. But yes, Jonathan, I'll have to give you the sheet so that you can put down ideas and sign up for ones. Sweet. What are you? Are you running it now? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, Kelly's in charge. Yeah. Well, Matt's in charge too, but he's doing the editing and the recording, and I'm doing the wrangling. Oh, equal billing. I I couldn't do it without Matt. So Minky and JC Servant stepped away, huh? Um, Mickey's still kind of around, but yeah, um, Phil stepped away to do streaming. Yeah, Phil's doing tons of streaming, out. lots of roguelikes yeah. lately. Yes. Um, so that's why I was playing NetHack on the stream earlier, because he was playing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, lots of stuff going on with that, and I'm sure someone will stream later today, right? So, well, whatever. Uh, click the bell for that, be notified, and get on our Discord. Um, we have a link on the website to get to Discord, and you can chat with lots of people. There's always people there talking RPGs. So, all right, that's going to do it for this week. We'll see you next week. Until then, everybody, have a good one, and goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.